your off-week content for the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that's on the verge of Season 2. But before we get to that, we wanted to share with you the audio from our guest quest stream with some of the cast from Mayday Roleplay. And despite the fact that I screwed up some names, got some completely wrong, called other people by their wrong names, forgot to start the recording on the Zoom recording just because we just switched to Zoom and generally tried to fuck this up every way possible. This actually ended up being a blast of a guest quest for us. The Mayday Roleplay gang were extremely accommodating. Uh, We originally were going to do a fight night with them, but then some scheduling kinks didn't work out. And so we pivoted to a guest quest. So it's a little bit more of an exploratory conversation, but they completely rolled with those punches. They were a delight to have on since this interview. I really dove into their Doom to Repeat campaign and cannot recommend it enough. I generally don't like horror movies. I'm not a big horror literature guy. I am just wired in a way that jump scares. I'm a sucker for jump scares. But their show, which let's be perfectly clear, is horror and is pretty graphic, but is just so well done. I can't say enough positive things about it. Absolutely should check it out. Remember, the best way to say thank you to the people who are kind enough to come onto our stream and share their time with us is to get over and share your time with them by checking out their shows, checking out their content and supporting their Patreon if you can help it. You can find everything you could ever possibly need to know about Mayday Roleplay at MaydayRoleplay.com. And that will be in the show notes below. So check it out. Like I said, they are an absolute delight. And I really hope we get the opportunity to collaborate with them again in the future. Speaking of the future, boom, nailed that fucking transition. I'm proud of it. Next week, we'll launch season two of our main campaign, starting off with Baba's Quest. We're going to jump right back in where we picked off with the guys in the Winamajo, heading back to Taliesin. No time skips, no time jumps. And we have got some exciting stuff uh, about a guest character that will appear in the first couple of episodes that we will announce right when it's around the corner. So until then, get hyped, get excited. It's coming soon. Um, If you're a new listener, it will be a great time to jump in. We'll do a little bit of a synopsis uh, blurb and maybe a prologue and release that as the same time as the first episode of that season. Of course, if you're a returning listener, we appreciate you making time for us. And hey, if you're one of our patrons, absolutely thank you so much, gang. We've got a lot of stuff in the works right now that is made possible by our patron support, and we sincerely appreciate it. If you want to find out what they get for supporting the show, besides a pass, from our eldritch lords when they finally rise from the ocean to retake the planet, head on over to patreon.com forward slash GMDLcast to check out what you can get for supporting the Pentagoons. As always, Gimme the Loot and all its associated content is not family-friendly content. There's profanity. There's crude humor. Very little gore on the live streams because where would we bury the bodies? But you get the idea. Remember, this is a rebroadcast of live content from our Twitch stream. If you want to see 
it as it happens, head over to twitch.tv forward slash GMDLcast. Click that follow button. Follow us on Twitter at GMDLcast. Both of them will get you notifications when we go live. But since this is audio pulled from video because the aforementioned dumbassery of myself forgetting to hit record on the Zoom early enough, there's a little, a little bit, a few more beeps, bobs, ums, ahs, glips and glorps and discs than you would normally hear in the regular podcast. But either way, again, such, such a fun time, such a cool group of people, couldn't help but want to share it with you. So hope you enjoy the rebroadcast of the show. Ah, sneak attack. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome <laughs> to another episode of Guest Quest from the Gimme Dilute podcast. The Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that just switched streaming services and is really trying really hard to get this crap worked out. So you take it and you like it. Uh, so uh, joining us tonight for another guest quest is Mayday Roleplay, who are very gracious to come on and talk about their show. Before we jump into Mayday Roleplay, Cass, say hello. It's me, Harlan. I play Todd the Tiefling on the Gimme the Luke podcast. I've been going for a little bit, but I'm back. So peace. That would oh, peace would be that I'm leaving. So hello, that's the word. Those are the correct words. Hello, I was I'm definitely not, missing. Well, I don't even have to work on that. What was? Of course not. That was a lot not. of effort, dude. For it was definitely not worked on. That's why I said peace by mistake. Yeah, I'm I'm Jamie, and I play Eldrin on Give Me the Loot, and I'm not going to say another bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense. So yeah. <laughs> I was trying to say hello. I didn't yeah. say hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Jazz, and I am just, uh, I'm here. I'm enjoying the fact that Harlan is back to talk more crap to everybody and anything that breathes around his general uh, virtual location. Yes, <laughs> correct. All right, on, gang. So real quick, uh, Mayday Roleplay was founded in the early days of the COVID quarantine. Uh, they may be kept physically distanced, but strong bonds were formed in those early spring months. And once the dust settled, they decided to combine their superpowers and move forward on a new adventure together. All nerds and artists, they wanted to explore a variety of TTRPGs, DMs, styles, and characters. Uh, Mayday Roleplay features games such as Delta Green, as well as D&D, uh, as with uh, cast members Sergio Crago. Uh, I'm going to say some names really wrong here. Correct me. Save your corrections till the end. Uh, uh, Amanda Dominic, Dominic, uh, oh God, Z- Zakaya Goggins, uh, Eli Halshaw, Caleb James Miller, Aaron Paps, and Allegra Rodriguez Shivers. Joining hey, us tonight, Zakia, real quick. Zakia, thank you very much. Look, I'm sorry. I grew up in Florida and Texas. I try really hard, but I just, <laughs> I'm not very good at that piece of it. And they, they make me do the intros because of it. <laughs> really fun it was good it was good is that the only one he got wrong i think so <laughs> so guy uh, made a sound off for us real quick <laughs> besides the name i got wrong joining us tonight. well i'm eli <laughs> eli cool hello hey i'm then someone of the one of the, the i'm the new addition to the crew Right. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. So for those that aren't aware, Delta Green is a Call of the Cthulhu uh, uh, system, right? It's it's based off of Call of Cthulhu, but it's more modern day. Am I am I right in that? Am I wrong? Just about. Yeah. So um, if, if you're OK with me taking this. 
Yeah, you ate. <laughs> yeah, don't forget scum. <laughs> so yeah, okay, right on. Um, yeah, so it, it started off uh, back in the early aughts, late nineties, as a supplement, a modern supplement to the Call of Cthulhu system. But after a successful Kickstarter in uh, <clears throat> mid mid twenty tens. It is now its own system. It's no, its own game published by Art Dream Publishing. All the folks who worked on the the original supplement. Uh, so now it's kind of its own thing. Oh, okay, cool. So it's kind of grown beyond that. But is it still kind of love? It's still horror oriented. Absolutely. Right? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, very much. Yes. Very much so. Okay. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. And you guys are actually in your second season of, with that particular system, right? Yeah, we're on the we're on the back half of our of our second arc. So we're in the last like three episodes, I think we're about to release. So it's about to get really, really hairy. <laughs> yeah, Not, it doesn't sound like everybody makes that out alive from that from that. kind. And I like I know one of the, <laughs> the original or at least one of the uh, I, from what I know of Call of Cthulhu, because it's, it's on my list of systems to kind of get to, to get a basic feeling for. And we're like we'll never get to. It, it originally character sanity was a big component of of the game that your characters literally got weaker or more prone to the effects of the the supernatural horror. Is that still an element in Delta Green and it's just the setting that's different or can you talk a little bit about the system itself? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll speak as some a character that's been really affected by that mechanic. Oh, yeah. Uh, as of late. I think, yeah, it's it's still a major part of it. I think the way that, that Sergio plays the game, it's it's a good way to tell when things are about to get hairy, but it doesn't necessarily determine how hairy it gets. It's a good vibe check throughout the game. Yeah. Cool, cool. So I was going to say, so like, as you're like going through your good vibe check, like how, what are the range of the vibes? I mean, am I going to be coming in and being stressed out the entire time or does are the, we get funny? Do I get to, do I get to cry? Where are we going with all these vibes? Well, yeah, you're going to be stressed out. You're going to be stressed yeah. out a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stressed yeah. Out. And we also laugh and cry. Yeah. Laugh and cry. But it only sets it up to make the sadness and the, and the horror even more. <laughs> terrible at the end gotcha. we end up rooting for for a lot of our characters like a lot of the people who are in our like discord and patreon and stuff like that they're constantly just like very concerned yes. <laughs> for the well-being of all of us right. <laughs> especially as this keeps progressing <laughs> i think what is it we recently just added a, a deadpool to our to our discord because we're getting to that we're getting to that point <laughs> in the campaign where you know we have to figure out <laughs> who's gonna stay and who's gonna go um, oh no oh yeah so it's been oh. a very interesting time for our patrons they've been throwing theories they've been just nonstop trying to figure out what the horror drops are going to be as we get to the end so can you talk a little bit about the characters that you are playing uh yeah uh i am playing uh my character's name is agent hyde uh i am a pilot uh from the from the army uh uh, i'm brought on to this team called perennial uh as one of the members of uh security uh, she's a, uh, a, Hawaiian, a Hawaiian character that's spa- stationed out in Hawaii and um, has been kind of thrown onto this group to be both a chaperone of many sorts, both as like a bus to like places to places, as well as wrangling human beings and keeping them hopefully alive. <laughs> <laughs> right. And complete opposite of Eli's character. I play Agent Warp who's a researcher. That's sort of the, there's the security team and the research team. She's a researcher who specializes in the strange, maybe from experience, maybe just because she reads a lot of books. Um, Overall, just a weird, a weird woman 
to be around. Uh, <laughs> I've had to learn about like roving and like how to make like yarn yeah. <laughs> from this character. How she decompresses from the horror is hand spinning yarn and she carries a five pound bag of sheep's wool with her wherever she goes. <laughs> five pound bag of sheep's wool? It's, yes. Yeah. Is it, isn't that, that a lot of wool? It sounds like, okay. it seems like a lot of wool. It's really a five pound bag of sheep's wool is about this big. Yeah, it's about a pillowcase. Yeah, okay. it's a pillow. It's It's a pillow. I just imagine sheep wool being like very fluffy, but not weighing a lot. So five pounds of it, I just imagine it's just a large amount of right. It's like a sack over the. I'm, just, I'm like thinking like a whole like trash bag full of like wool, yeah. just like a black yeah. hefty bag, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Look, I, I think she definitely buys her wool in in trash bags. But it feels totally. It feels like when you go Absolutely. to the, when the beauty supply and you get hair, but you got the worst kind of. Like, the, if 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 fake hair could expire, that's what she was. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, I'm not really in this campaign. Uh, I just had a guest appearance as as a pretty big recording uh, in progress. Uh, oh pretty big uh, kind of background character, uh, but for the most part, I've been kind of behind the scenes helping Sergio out with um, with various plot developments and uh, set pieces. Uh, for this arc, and and we've been working together to make it as fucked up as humanly possible, and I think we've succeeded pretty, yes. pretty. Sergio is brilliant. He's a brilliant handler. Um, he's he's done a phenomenal job with it. And and for anybody who's not familiar with the system, handler is the term that that yes uh, that basically your game master, your DM for that part. So um, exactly, Mayday is that a it's is it a dice pool? I'm sorry, uh, the Delta Green is that a dice pool system? Can you walk through a little bit of the like the actual game mechanics on it? Um, it's a percentile uh, mechanics game. So each uh, there's like a plethora of different skill sets that your character can be customized to have like for like for like instance, I have like a high 80 percent in like alertness. Mm-hmm. Um, so we run we roll D10s. Uh, and if you go above it, you fail. If you go under, you succeed. And then based on the percentiles, how much you probably succeed, the handler gets to d- at their discretion. Um and then if you roll like doubles, I believe it's like critical success and critical failure. Cool. Um, so it adds to the ante. <laughs> yeah. We like to roll 99s in our group. <laughs> Often. <laughs> Often. <laughs> yeah, that um, I, I was going to ask, how would you handle crits in that system? But that's a pretty cool way of doing it, because I guess technically, statistically, it would be about the same percentage since you're, you're rolling the because the, you're rolling the two tens. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You guys have also played D and D, which obviously is the D twenty system. So, is with the percentile system? Is it? I um, mean, like a lot of dice pool systems, like Vampire or some of the Powered by Apocalypse games that we've been playing on our sideshow lately, um, deal with partial successes. Is it? Is it a pass fail system, or does it have that room for that partial success, partial failure? Yeah, so I, I believe with like how much close you are to your skill set or like how lower the number, I believe, is yeah. like how you can kind of determine how much of a success you get. And versus like if you're like right up at the precipice, there's a little room for it like to be a little bit more complicated. It, it becomes just at the discretion of the DM how they want to play that out. But just based on that. And that yeah. really comes into play with the opposed tests, too. Right. When yeah. you're rolling an opposed yeah. test who scores higher or lower in that range will drive who succeeds and who fails um, in, an, in an opposed test. 
And I think and I think people are homebrewing the partial success, partial failure or constant failure in the case of the party of five um, into their games a little bit, a little bit more. They were coming. We're coming. We're coming off an episode where you guys rolled like eight, nine nat ones in a boss fight against the epic end of our first rock. The big bad. They saved all their nat ones for the last episode of the arc. (laughs) How you do it? It was, it was like, how many nat ones did you roll in a, roll in a row, Harlan? Three, at least, right? Oh, yeah. let, him, let him answer, oh, Jamie. Man. You let him answer. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't got the answer right. I don't, listen, I listen. He doesn't listen to the show, so he wouldn't know. That's right. Like, <laughs> tell people that, Jamie. You tell you know, people that on the, the stream. I think the real problem is that you're supposed to tell people that you do yeah <laughs> yeah you know for us we're like we're like chaos central we love some angst it's a major food group for us when you roll eight natural ones in a row does that is that not kind of a little exciting by like the sixth one you're like okay <laughs> it absolutely no. is and that was you know that's one of the things that i've always been uh, a big advocate of is you know the when you if you're fudging dice rolls to give yourself passes instead of failures, you're cheating yourself more than you're cheating your DM because right. look, you know, especially when you're a more satirical podcast, like we are those when the, when the PCs just screw up or when the, the NPCs or the villains screw up, that's your opportunity really to have some fun with the moment of what can be a really serious moment when they fall flat on their face. And it makes for good story. You know what I mean? I, I think there's, yeah. there's some good opportunity. So the failures are, are often just as much, if not more entertaining than the passes, especially with, with what we do, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. I mean, it's like for us, like, Constant failure in like Delta Green is just like terrible and angsty, but like constant failures in when we were playing like D and D was probably like the funniest shit ever. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, was Allegra um, plays our uh, source, our wild magic sorcerer, and I had a rule for every nat one for anything, any ability check, any oh, right. thing would have to roll on the magic table. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, so many things. Yeah, they they transformed into like five or six different things over that campaign and it was so fucking funny. <laughs> like in the worst times too. They 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 absolutely I, I need to engineer more wild magic surges into into the wild magic sorcerer class. And I know when it was uh, I, old man, old man talking now. I remember back when it came out in second edition, uh, mm-hmm. like they actually had a, I think it was a first level spell. Uh, it was something reckless. Do we, do we do we Omer? Where you basically said, Hey, I want to try and cast magic missile and then roll the wild magic surge. It's a way for you to just automatically cast a ma- wild magic surge. And I'm like, yes. man, that spell needs to be in the game now for yeah. just the pure chaos that it can induce. And, um, I will uh spoiler alert for season two. Uh there is a character on the po- on this podcast that will start to have wild magic uh rolls on the wild magic table. Uh no surprise that it's Moyle. Um no mm. surprise that <laughs> a- at some point Andrew will be able to trigger those. I'm sorry. Oh boy. So what you're saying is we will be defecating on ourselves I'm on a regular basis. You can have a lot of fun. <laughs> you can spend an episode as a potted plant. Exactly. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> It's that, part of it. That's on the table, man. You turn into like a fern or a hibiscus. I was really scared that it was going to be me stuck with this. No, just because I gave you some sorcery points on your... Uh, oh, wait, oh, wait. We haven't really said it. Oh, wait. Yeah, the patrons have heard that episode. That's all I care about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
so uh, you got your, your your show's bio describes you as a group of artists. Can you guys talk a little bit about what other than the, the streaming and podcast, what your kind of involvement, either um, what that what that other artist element is for each of you? Um, well, I am a uh professionally uh, an audio engineer. Uh, I work in a post-production house. Uh, I'm also a sound designer uh, and a recordist. I do things for uh, Netflix and stuff like that. I have a bunch of dubs that I've worked on uh, out in the universe and a couple other projects that I've uh, gotten to work on. So that's primarily what I do artistry-wise. So a lot of us are from the actual film and television industry uh, doing our thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm working in art department. So I do like the all the... Not all, a lot of the, all the character art for the show I do and um, like set decoration, construction, set design, all the art department stuff. And I'm over the Warner Brothers where the Animaniacs live. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. Set, set mm-hmm. design mm-hmm. and set construction is such a, such a cool part of the movie industry. Um, I worked with a guy that Ridiculous. used to be into it and it is one, it's a lot of work and two, it's crazy how much stuff gets built up and knocked down. So quickly. <laughs> especially pre green screen, he's like, yeah, we built the Alamo and it's yeah. out, out in a field somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> old towns just yeah, exist. Yeah. Just just shooting area. Yeah. Haunting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably the least artistically inclined to the group. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've dabbled in podcast production, writing. Um, it's really about it. Uh, definitely not a professional in any sense of the word. Uh, that'd be a stretch. <laughs> so, here I am. Hey, folks. Hey. <laughs> so you made it to big leagues, though. I did. I, made yeah, it to big leagues. Absolutely. Yep. I'm, I'm dipping into the bio for some easy questions now. Caleb, uh, you uh, started... Uh, at the age of 12, uh, third edition D&D with your dad as a ranger. Uh, and then... Wait, sorry, this is, this is Vince. This is Vince. Yeah, I was like, who? Oh I was like, how did Caleb be there? <laughs> really scared. I was like, Caleb. We do look alike. We do look like, alike. Where? Vince, your bio is not on their website, Vince. I'm that new, man. He's that new, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to read. Now I'm going to pick a question from Sergio's bio for you. I'm just going to do wrong, do it. wrong dude bios for you for the rest of the Double time. down. That's what I'm here like for. It. That's what I'm here for. We were just testing you to see if you knew who you were. <laughs> here we go. Man, you caught me on a good day. I am sorry. Let me just tell you. No, you're good, brother. Okay, so uh, I'm going to get Zakaya? Zakia. Zakia. I'm sorry. I will get it right one time before the end of the show, I promise. Uh, Zakia, you uh, gifted yourself a player's handbook for your 20th birthday, Mm -hmm. um, not trying to like algebra way your way into here, uh, into the age, but what edition was that? When did what edition did you start playing? Oh, uh, fifth edition. Oh, okay. Straight up. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. This was. How old am I? I'm 24. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's four years ago. I wasn't wasn't trying to back into the age there, but I was curious what edition no. you guys started at. So, um, it, it are all, most of y'all five E kids? Five E. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the five E. Maybe Satanic Panic Survivor. Five E. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I came up in the Satanic Panic age as well, but I I. Actually, legitimately, one of the first things I can remember reading as a kid is like Dragon Mirth out of the back of Dragon Magazine. So I, I, I am old, and I've been playing D anD D for as long as I've been literate. So for, for a very, very, very long time, I skipped fourth edition like everybody, though. Like uh, apparently, yeah, uh, yeah. But, and I, you gifted yourself 
5e for your birthday like happy birthday me oh, for me yeah 100% 100% put that in the Amazon Prime for me because it's special nice. and shipped it to myself and was surprised when I opened it like I walked through the whole thing I was like <laughs> Yeah, they know. Yeah, they know this is what I wanted. They they know me. They were paying attention and they were listening. (laughs) You know, you know how frequently you order stuff off Amazon and then don't remember you ordered it. It's like it's very easy to get yourself (laughs) stuff with Amazon. There are more than a few late night, a uh, couple of drinks into the evening. Like, oh, that looks cool. To, to, <laughs> you know, 48 hours later, I'm like, I just, okay, I got a glowing keyboard now. All right. That's <laughs> yes. yes. It's a quiet keyboard that doesn't click when we're recording the podcast. And, um, um, um. So, uh, <laughs> real quick. That's not like uh, for someone who's not here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or people that are. Um, <laughs> What? That's weird. I, to pivot, Zakia. So uh, it yeah. also says here that you uh, you LARP around the SoCal area. Uh, what type of uh, what's your LARPing experience? Yeah, so I started LARPing uh, after undergrad. So summer of 2019, I started LARPing at a fantasy game called Twin Mask. Um, if you've watched the oh my god it's a show on disney plus and i can't remember it never mind okay. we've been on the show before but um it's a huge fantasy larp the premise is your character died and was resurrected oh, cool. and everyone in every character in the larp is that premise um but there's a couple of other like local larps at this point i'm involved in like three or four it's very irresponsible i do not recommend it <laughs> it's really fun it's really fun like go in the woods and camp for the weekend let's say oh. hypothetically you missed a stream and while you were gone the rest of the mm-hmm. cast committed you to dressing up as your character um because you had so objectively uh uh made fun of a uh, cosplay mm-hmm. or larping on a previous episode how mm-hmm. would, can you what would be some tips for somebody who had now now mm-hmm. how to dress up as a tiefling um <laughs> uh, any any horn tips perhaps I mean, okay so we talk about prosade in terms of um, adhesive it's a it's a medical grade adhesive it's very good um, if you I don't have putting on a medical, Harlan, medical notes, grade adhesive, I will not be putting on a medical grade adhesive. No, no, it's fine. Listen, you, you <laughs> need you. you need some alcohol. Some some that's the only way to get it off is alcohol. Yeah. It's good because <laughs> when you sweat, it's not gonna fall off. Mm. Now, have I glued my elf ears down with eyelash glue from the dollar to- store? Yes. And it <laughs> works. But <laughs> if you're playing on stream for five hours, you might want to secure it. Secure Wait, it. five hours? Yeah, no. Well, stream stream for five hours is, is light. Yeah. But that's because I LARP. Gary. <laughs> I LARP for 36. It, I, I, I the, the flex of it. <laughs> she said light work, Harlan. I thought I heard she heard say she LARP for 36 hours. I do. That's yeah. what she said. Yes, she did. I do. Game on Friday night, game off Sunday morning. Yeah. And what does that mean? That, that means that you're camping can't out stop, there too? Yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Unless I'm <Whole> sleeping. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the, the, we have a small kind of Ren Fest outside of Austin and there's a big camping component. People will come down and cosplay for like the whole weekend, Harlan. Yeah, them. is it the um, Scarborough, right? Scarborough is the big one in Dallas. Um, okay. There's okay. there's like two smaller ones that are around Ren, Austin mm-hmm. that that um, I've been to once or twice way pre-COVID um, that uh, my kids had finally gotten old enough to where it'd be cool to take them out to it again. And it was like, oh, but the world ended. We're sorry. <laughs> you don't get to do things anymore. Um, so hopefully sometime soon that will stop and we'll get to do things again. 
Um, and that, that's on the docket, uh, especially since, um, my son has just finally started to warm up to Star Wars and some of the other content and stuff. So it took him a little bit to get there, but, uh, my daughter took to it right away. Um, but, uh, it took him uh, a couple of years to, to get into it. Um, but, you know, I raised him Orthodox Star Wars. He'd never seen the prequels or any of that stuff until very, very recently. <laughs> and maybe that That's was the, the correct way. Yeah. yeah well, and, and like, not like new Orthodox Star Wars, but hardcore uh, Orthodox Star Wars. Like only mm. the bonus discs off the limited edition DVD release. That came back in the 90s. Yeah, not remastered at all. Like it is the original. No CG. Yeah. Like they had no idea. And then Disney Plus, man. After like it just they got subjected to it constantly. I was like, okay, guys, we'll get yeah. a Christmas tree and you can watch the prequels. No, uh, <laughs> I had a Christmas tree the entire time. Uh, but I did let them watch the prequels. But by then they had been influenced enough to go. These are terrible. I'm like, I've never been more proud of you than as my children. So That's guys, what I've heard. guys from the panels, Wait. any questions? Harlan, Jazz, Jamie. I I don't I don't have much. Uh, I'm a- I'm intrigued by this LARPing thing. Um, <laughs> Full 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 uh, disclosure. I have made fun of LARPers in the past. I'm just, 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 just full disclosure, which is leading me to having to LARP in the future. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it, but it's something that apparently I've been agreed to. Uh, yeah, what made you get into it? Yeah. Um, sadness. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it was, oh, no, it was a final, final semester of college. Um, I was literally ready to get into a car and drive in a direction. Um, and then I found out that I could pretend to be an elf in the forest for two days. And that sounded like the safest alternative oh, to man. stealing a car. So I thought, let's do that Steal- instead. I said, get an A car. I didn't have a car in college. I thought you meant <laughs> get an A car that you had. Mm-mm. No, just A, a- car. <laughs> I think you made the right choice. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. And it's already like once you once you're playing D, it's really just the cost of a of a real outfit. And then you it go is. camping and that's it's stamina and it's costume design. Boom. <laughs> yeah. But for Harland it means leather pants. Um, yeah. because uh, And then we're investing in baby powder. Mm. Are you writing see, this see, down? I, I need to write this that. down. That, that is a that is a good one. There is going never, to be a real Ross leather pants moment. If you don't, you need to. <laughs> I've never wore leather pants. Not even in like the, the puffy uh, days. Never, never had leather pants. I am. I have already bookmarked pros aid for you, sir. So just <laughs> welcome. <laughs> exactly. So cool. All right, guys. Chat. What do you? What questions do you guys have for May Day? Well, we realize that there's a delay and it takes a couple of seconds. Hey, you know, I, you know, th- I think, you know, LARPing has a, you know, obviously has a little bit of a reputation, but you got to admire the confidence and the amount of efforts that somebody can put into one, make some really incredible costumes. There's a, a large amount of skill and effort that goes into those things and just being comfortable enough in your own skin to go out in the space oh, yeah. and just have a blast doing whatever um, is, uh, is something I think really should be, shouldn't get as much, as much smack talk from the nerd community as a whole, let alone from Harland. Well, especially like during the Panini press, LARPs have had to be digital, like entirely virtual, which is just streaming. Like if you can, if you're already used to streaming in character, if you're used to playing D&D on Twitch, then you can LARP right now. You really, and honestly, I recommend it because you just have to be in character from shoulders up (laughs) and you can wear pajamas. Like it's, it's much better. Does that count? 
<laughs> no, it doesn't, Harland. Not for so, so the, so the <laughs> Not for you. So the LARPing community has seen has taken a bit of a hit during the uh, during the panoramic that we've been in for the last few years. Yeah, I would yeah, say. Well, imagine. yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's just it's not safe to be. Well, it's not safe to be out in the woods because it's the kind of LARP that I do. It's like buffer LARP. We're fighting with foam swords. You're this close to somebody. You can't. You can't like not breathe in people's faces. So it's okay. not. It's not very safe. Okay, so so back us up. So what are the different kinds of LARP then? Because you just threw out a term there that I am not familiar with, and I I've always kind of assumed that LARPing all had all LARPing had a mechanical component to it. It wasn't just necessarily role play in and of itself. So can you walk? Yeah. Did you say bopper or boffer LARP? Boffer two Fs. Okay, uh, not bopper LARP. I thought you said bopper. I don't know. I can't say things right. I'm sorry. No, no, different genre. Um, I, I'd say the the main ones. Without taking too much time, buffer LARPs are the ones where there's fake combat involved. There's usually like fake foam swords. It's contact, like lightest touch contact. Then there's parlor LARPs, which are usually like political diplomacy. I'm not running for my life. I'm not fighting. We're in a like a hotel ballroom and we're going to play this story out. Um, some, sometimes there's a mix between the two where there's like a non-combat space and a combat space. The one I go to, the entire area you can fight in. See, so I thought Parlor was a right wing conservative social media. I didn't know it was a LARP thing. I I can't understand why it didn't take off. Oh, okay, sorry, different part. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely had it first. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is, you know, that how tragic. how how much did that suck as a community? To go, oh God, these assholes now, really bummer. Um, <laughs> just don't you just. You hear about it and you're like, it can't, it could never be as great as what. And it, as, and not as, as alluring. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm pretty yeah. sure it, it caved already. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I, I know, cause yeah, I, I could have told you, Jez, that the, the LARP communities, cause I've been trying to find one around Austin to insinuate ourselves into for Harlan's upcoming appearance. Mm. And have not been able to find one. So if you guys stumble, if, if there are any LARPers uh, who watch our stream or who hear this when we rebroadcast this in the podcast, please reach out because I know a certain tiefling and his sidekick who would love to make an appearance at your next event. So <laughs> um, I had a question for Eli. Yeah. Um, so how large is the uh, tabletop community in o o Oahu? Uh, Oahu? Um, honestly, I didn't really get into tabletop until I moved out to Los Angeles. Okay. Um, there is a, a small community because I've been able to connect with a handful of people uh, from back home. Um, but as far as I know, it's very it's a very small ish community out yeah. there. Yeah. And it'd been really dope to just like hear like, yeah, no, everybody's out like role playing and surfing at like the same time. Surprisingly, I found that it's more of like esports stuff like wrestling mm. uh, <laughs> RPing that most like people in Hawaii seem to be attached to. Wait. Like, wow. So wrestle RPing like virtually or like just they're doing it online. It's like somewhere on Twitter it's like people are smack talking each other. They're like there's some kind of a mechanic that makes it like but they're doing the whole hype thing that you would get out of the WWE. Okay. Well, I don't under, I don't wait. understand a you're, lot of it because I'm just like on a lot of people. Wait a minute. Right now. Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't I don't I've never heard of that. That sounds absolutely awesome. <laughs> 
I'm on like I'm on like the outskirts of the corners of that community, so I have no idea a hundred percent. But it sounds like people on Twitter are role playing as WWE wrestler stars and are fighting each other online. Virtually, <laughs> I've heard of, of Twitter RP, but I did not know that it was for wrestlers as well. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Just cutting this, promos on each other and the whole thing apparently. That's so weird. <laughs> Wrestling only has one era in my time. That's late eighties, early nineties. So <laughs> that is what I am thinking. Yeah, no, so good. Classic that promos. Sounds amazing. It, it really does. I've never even heard of that. I might actually do a deep dive into that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you deep dive and know more and get more info. Please tell me, because I'm very just slightly curious, but don't want to like I'm very get lost that. in that sauce. <laughs> you have found his next passion play. Okay, there's no, there's you, guys no are, you guys are going to be doing this like next you in the next six months. Our bonus video content for March through June for our patrons uh, is Harland. Uh, get doing hype video Perfect. and rival videos with other strangers across the internet. Um, uh, Shoes Kicker asks in the chat with boffing, uh, is there a point system and rule set to win an encounter? And is there a DM running the thing like a referee? Yeah, actually. Okay, so for, for boffer systems, I'll just talk about Twin Masks because that's the one I know the most. Um, you do have a mechanic for weapons. Basic weapons, let's just say you get one. It's a it's a plus one weapon. Meaning if I if I have a short so I should just get I should just get my weapon. Hold on one second. Sure. I'm, I'm for this. Yes. Right. Please. I want to know. <laughs> Harlan is an apprentice blacksmith, so maybe if you, the more, uh, better he gets and the bigger his forge gets, he gets okay. to make it here. Uh, obviously, for the internet's sake, this thing is made out of foam. You cannot pinch swords. It's not a real sword. Um, if I get a weapon and I swing on somebody, then that's one point of damage. We have five hit points in the game. Cool. Now you have four. Um, there's... Just like regular combat, you shouldn't have to have a DM. You should be able to govern yourselves. It's like a social contract. Uh, but for really intense battles, there's a couple of people that work in story and plot. Amazing people who give up their weekend. I don't think they sleep. Who are watching and making sure that people are fighting safely. And they're not counting for you, but they're making sure that everyone's having a good time. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah um, I know I've seen outlines for rules for that before, kind of way back in the day, but I've I've never really even had the opportunity to do it. And again, I, I know that the community is kind of on hold right now. Um, Vince, uh, Dreekin asks, green screen background for a reason or are you just brave and or crazy? Um, brave and crazy, baby. Um, <laughs> no, room's a mess right now. So yeah. I got this up. Good. Because the our fans, the people, they will make fun of you yeah. and they will hurt your feelings. Oh yeah, I believe <laughs> it. I believe they have, it. They have made fun of my chair. I don't know if you can see it back there. It has the New York Giants logo on it. But that's why. It that's, why. that's why. It's a, it's a lazy boy? Underneath I, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Real talk. I was gonna have OBS virtual camera going with with cool shit, and I'm an idiot, and it kept freezing on me in Zoom. So Go nuts. There we go. It's taken me half the stream to get the the, 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 the pictures positioned where I want. So please don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. There we go. All right. Do you see our, our guy, Jamie? Do you see how he has a blurry background yeah. now? Yeah. 
He didn't used to have a blurry background. They have shamed, they have shamed him into oh, blurring man. his background. Not, so sorry, not, not only have yeah. they shamed him, but this has turned into so a twenty page. Our, our twenty patron goal uh, was Harlan has to cosplay <clears throat> as Todd the Tiefling. Our next Oof. patron goal is Jamie has to do a laundry folding stream dressed as Tink. Oh, from mine's way worse. Mine's way worse. <laughs> Harris is in. Harris is inside. Laundry. Todd's is in public. Our and our goal Mine after is that unitard, is though. It's, we it's... we get a real real best. <laughs> Real bear costume for Andrew to wear on stream because um, he normally streams as a digital bear. Oh, we're still working on Jazz and Anthony um, on what uh, I'm. I'm trying to make sure that I end up being last on that list. <laughs> it only gets oh. worse as it escalates, dude. You I'm do not aware. want to be last. <laughs> I'm aware that it'll be worse for me at the end, but as long as I get to see the collective shame of everybody up through it, I'm okay with that sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loincloth accepted, my friend. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I'll be back over. Um, uh, who, would, who would play the second Echo for cosplay? It's, uh, I don't know. We don't have a second one. I'm still trying to get the first costume made. Yes, give me second. I, I've, I've thought about having a second Echo show up as a surprise from like across the field and run up to Harland. <laughs> embarrass him even further. Uh, oh, no. And, uh, and again, the logistics of getting one costume done, I think, is going to be uh, going to be a real challenge. No, Drinking, you won't tell him about their vibrator gun. You weren't supposed to even mention that for. So. I'm screwing up for uh, so much for forging weapons. Harlan's looking for the Twitter smackdown. Yeah, you were grabbing your weapon, but Harlan is working on his black is is legitimately work, got a forge and working on his blacksmithing. So we hope that he'll be make he'll be making uh, weapons for cosplayers soon. Yeah, so, that's yes. very cool. That's very cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah man. I I made I forged once and never again. Why not? Uh, because they didn't tell me that I couldn't wear leggings with synthetic fabric. Oh, they, that should have been the first thing they told you. <laughs> yes, it should have. I felt it. I felt that rule later. <laughs> yeah, yeah natural, natural fabrics, cotton. They made me wear cotton every time the first time I did it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. The mm-hmm. uh, the chat asks if any of the other uh, cast members, not our cast, but y'all's cast, have, have LARPed at all. Or, which, no. uh, or have any other cosplay background. Let's throw that out there, too. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yes, not here. <laughs> not here. No. Right now. <laughs> but yes, there are other people who, who have gotten, who Zach have also pulled, into, pulled into the forest. Out yes. them. <laughs> yes. And converted them. Sergio? We should get Sergio. I, would, I could never get Sergio. I don't think we could get Sergio to do it. No. <laughs> he's, he's told me very plainly to my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a it's a big ask. Like I don't expect thirty six hours. Thirty six hours is a big ask. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm an introvert. I can't. That's I a lot of. That's a lot of spell slots. Too much yeah, social casting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of charisma checks in a given time frame. Oh, Probably yeah. after twelve hours, if you bonk me with a with a, <laughs> something, <laughs> with a real fight, I'm gonna get real mad. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm cold. <laughs> but, but, but 36 hours, how much alcohol is brought? That's to these exactly what I was Here's the thing. Uh, Twin Mask is a dry event. <gasps> Get out of it. What? Oh my God. Y'all See, that's also another thing I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, on, it's on like federally owned land, so there's no smoking either. And it that's is. where you uh, lost me with dry. And that's where you lost me. Because <laughs> 36 hours in the woods hammered and pretending to cast spells. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Much fun. better. Yeah. 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 
Um, uh, would not fight somebody. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I just cast color spray or the mushrooms are kicking in. I'm real happy about it. Uh, that I'm, I could get down for. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, it gets hot here, man. It gets like to 195 <laughs> degrees uh, oh, yeah. in Texas. So you guys are in SoCal, right? The LA area. or Yeah. Uh, so I imagine it's a little bit friendlier for, for camping. Yeah, well, I don't know because it's I, my first game was in 100 degree weather. Ah. The last game I played, it was like 20, 30 degrees at night, which is rough for California. Well, I don't, we don't believe in that. And there's that's a that you guys could be on fire okay. at any given moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess I forget. I, I guess yeah. I forget the, the raging wildfires. Uh, hang on, I'm going to dip back into the chat. Jamie, you got any questions? It's our, the time of the, the show when we single out Jamie. Yeah, thanks again. Uh, no, I was just curious, like how you prepare for like a horror based game versus like something other like Dungeons and Dragons. Like what mindset do you have to get into to play a game like that? Um, how do you prepare? I don't know, That's Vince. Yeah, I was going to say, know, Vince. Vince how, how, do you, how do you prepare, Vince? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I, I think the most important thing is you got to get player buy-in, right? You got to be upfront with what the what the objective is, what the tone is, because tone's important in a horror game. Um, you know, with, with a game like, uh, you know, D&D 5e or, or just a fantasy tabletop role-playing game in general, there's a little bit more leeway, a little bit maneuverability as far as tone goes. Uh, when you're when you're playing a, you know, a game like Delta Green, where it's very much about the descent into, into, into insanity, coming face to face with these, um, you know, uh, unnatural horrors and, and kind of watching that descent happen in real time. You got to make sure you got the player buying for the tone, what, what they're in for. Like, this is not a game about victory. If it is, it's very, it's, it's very, you know, infinitesimal. It's, it's, it's not lasting. Um, so understanding that, understanding the role that your character is going to play um, and what your job is as the handler, you know, the generic term for, for game master. Um, it, you know, is to is to tell this story and be uncompromising, right? Don't don't pull any punches, don't cut any corners, don't fudge any rules because the failure is just as horrible and interesting as as kind of Eli and Zakia mentioned earlier. Um, all that is just as interesting as as the successes, and if you do succeed, it is it is it's not for long. That's not going to last. Mm. How combat heavy is the system? Not mm. very. Not very. When you're when you're in it, like it, you can. You, I had a I had a character in a, in a game I've been running uh, get one shotted with a shotgun, and it was oh wow, never lights, engage in combat. Lights out. Yeah, <laughs> combat combat is very very quick, very deadly, very lethal. Um, if you're not careful, you you you'll likely get one shot. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Our group would do very well in that. There's so much running away, and yeah, yeah that's uh, you'd be right. You'd be good for Delta Green then. That's, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> There's one person on our group, uh, Amanda, <laughs> whose character just runs every time. It's a viable strategy. Smart. Only, only survivor. <laughs> fate. Yeah, fate would fit in survivor beautifully in this situation. <laughs> yeah. I think mm-hmm. we. The rest of you guys are dead. Yeah. 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 Isn't your character army based? <laughs> no weapons? You don't bring no weapons into it? Oh no, well, I bring weapons. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's the thing, right? They'll only get you so far. Some yeah. I mean weapons some weapons in Delta Green and stuff like that have lethality rolls to it. So you mm-hmm. on top of firing your weapon has to roll again. And if you hit the percentile of that lethality, you instantly kill somebody. So <laughs> there is like it's terrible. Yeah. It, makes you, it makes you mad after playing D&D for so long. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Like, yes, you, you grow up 
with weapons having real consequences. Like it shouldn't be a leap in your brain to be like, guns kill people. <laughs> when you play the game, you get reminded of it. It's like, but why though? And it's yeah. stressful. Like I've the amount of times I've wanted to cure wounds. <laughs> now keep in mind, we are streaming from Texas, a state that traditionally has issues coming to terms with the fact that guns do in fact kill people. So bear with us. Yes. We're, this gonna is true. To, yeah. we're gonna have to reinforce that a few times. But you got to pause the stream. Plus, there's no. We got to put a disclaimer in now. It's like a whole thing now. Um, I mean, plus there's no uh, like death saves in yeah. in Delta Green. Yep. So, so you're dead. You're dead. It hurts on a level yeah. on a level that I can't express to you mm-hmm. <laughs> when you die in this game because mm-hmm. you're just like there and you're just like oh, <laughs> like, oh. And that's it. <laughs> can't do anything about it. I'll, I'll see you guys next campaign. So, yeah. <laughs> so with with being a a podcast, and you got you guys do podcast and stream, correct? You guys do, yeah. So yeah. our Delta Green is our um, mm-hmm. our podcast flagship uh, program, and then we're now doing more um, streaming stuff. So like Vince is actually leading our um, our current stream campaign, which is our Orpheus campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he DMs that, and then we're slowly going to be rolling out some several other streaming shows in the in the future this year. Um, but yeah, but Delta Green is purely podcast. Yeah, with so in in the context of the permadeath being so real and easy to happen, how do you guys handle characters coming in and out? If if you get blasted off the off the podcast, are you out for that season, or do is it reroll a new character? Hold on, let me come let me come up with another voice and then come back, or what's the what's the mechanic? Well, one hey. of the oh sorry. I was gonna say, uh, no, no, go ahead. Cause I seasoned downtime. I was just gonna talk about downtime. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so the thing about our Delta Green campaign is something that's kind of like, so we have a main cast as our perennial characters, which Zach and I have explained, but we're also running historical scenarios. So it allows us to go and play module games that are, uh, that have been created by it. And we get to play these extra characters. So we get a little bit of leeway in playing characters that may not make it to the end of the story cool. um, to kind of scathe off our primary characters from dying. Um so, but like even this season, we we have had instant deaths. Um, Zakia can kind of explain. Yeah, <laughs> we bit. yeah exactly what Eli said. We know that death must be appeased every season, so we create characters that can die and <laughs> be sacrifices. Um, so I played a character that had a very immediate, surprising, unplanned death, mm-hmm. and even it was still very very scary because I I I wanted him to die just a little bit later. <laughs> surprise to everyone and it's yeah it still felt really wild like i think we had another two hours of me just like i get to watch my friends role play which i have no problem dying early but it's terrifying still like you i just have to i just know i have one more character left that i have to take seriously because (laughs) she's out we're out for the season the chat asks uh, Dr. Econ, legit question, book recommendations. What are what are some book, you guys have some book recommendations, like not necessarily even uh, role play or genre related. What's the le- uh, most recent book you've read and one that you would recommend? Oh, shit. Um, that, that's like, do you like food? Recommend me some. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. What kind of food do you he's like? Good, like, like, like that's a, he's been making dick jokes in the chat all night. Don't shame him. He's a school teacher. He, <laughs> um, I mean, uh, 
I have yeah. I have one that I've been reading. Uh, I don't have the exact title, but there's a book of um, because I'm I'm going to play a cowboy for a lark. So I bought a book about black women in the West in the 19th century. Nice. And it is it's like little like ten page like biographies, and a lot of the women in the book just happen to be like. Um, inspirations for if I don't know if you've seen the movie Harder They Fall. Yes. Get your life and see it. But mm. a lot of those characters were informed, those characters in the movie. So it's just this big like cultural feedback loop. Um, definitely recommend that book. Other than that, I only read fan fiction. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um shit. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm reading Jurassic Park right now. Oh, nice. That's yeah. So <laughs> I also have like I, I have like four books in circulation that I'm slowly trying to eventually re- <laughs> fucking read, but because uh, I don't have time to read uh, yeah. regularly. My backlog is just my backlog of books that I've got to read for stuff for the podcast for mm-hmm. encounter creation and, and grinding these guys down the backlog is terrible including the call of cthulhu starter set starter set that's mixed in there for me to learn that particular like i've got a stack of other systems that i'm trying to to, to learn and it's like someday someday there i will have free time again i don't know when possibly but <laughs> just, uh, vince just pick one Man, just pick a book. Pick a book. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I. Uh, so I, I just finished the first book in the Expanse uh, oh, okay, series, cool. uh, Leviathan. I think Leviathan. Yes. Lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, before that, I just finished uh, a book called uh, American Spies: Espionage Against the United States from the Cold War to the Present. So, nice. um, yeah, got a little history in there too. Nice. I would ask our cast recommendations, but they don't read. Um, so they, um, they are. If it doesn't have pictures in it. <laughs> and, and, and at this point in time, if it's not read uh, backwards, because I'm I'm really doing mangas right now, that's about it. So yeah, yeah. Harlan's nice. a big One Piece guy. He's pretty deep into. Oh, pretty okay. deep into I, One Piece. I'm 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 actually trying to uh, get Jamie into it right now too. So <laughs> but, I started watching it. I'm not reading it though. I'm watching Ooh. it. But how, but how, it. how many episodes and issues does does One Piece bring to the it's table? Like a thousand. It, it just released episode. Issue one thousand and forty. Yeah. That was the issues. Manga anime. It's at one thousand. It's about there. Yeah. And when he's done with that, he's gonna climb Everest because it really at that point that is. Once you've read my, a thousand, he's finished it once though. I finished what? it. I'm on my, this I'm is how read of a thousand. Yes. I'm, I'm going. I'm going back and doing it again. Yeah. Right now. Yes. That's that's education right there. <laughs> <laughs> Asked your kids what your name was. Would they even know who you are? Or are you just hidden somewhere in the house reading manga? Like for <laughs> worried about the like NFT level servers that it takes to store a thousand editions of of a book? A thousand. Yes. Where does it? Do you have a separate home where you keep? No, no, no. no I, read, I read on the internet. I read on okay. the internet. I, okay. I, oh, I, right. I, don't, I wish. I wish I had the books. I wish I can. Uh, I thought about starting to collect the books myself, but I haven't. He, he's, that's what his house is made out of. He's built it <laughs> out of one yeah. piece of books. One that's piece what he does on it. Doesn't it's in the walls. It's in the walls. <laughs> it's in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> he just got a pull put in. It's all one piece lined around like waterproof. <laughs> lined around. He's really got to get the lung capacity up Between to go back and re- do that retreat yeah. of yeah. the second series because that's all the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's, I'm just trying to scroll back and see if we have any other uh, questions in 
the feed. You guys were originally scheduled to come on for a fight night. I appreciate you pivoting for a guest question. I apologize. We didn't have a little bit more prep done because of that. Normally, the idea would be you guys fighting these chuckleheads. But since you guys are coming from a non D&D podcast currently we'd, we'd have some character conversion stuff that we would want to do because um, I absolutely want you to come to the table with guns against the, these fools um, oh, and, uh, uh, <laughs> and and maybe even use y'all's mechanics just to make fate even a little bit more nervous um, I mean, if you just want me to die just say that <laughs> over 10 minutes it wouldn't really last that long right. I've just spent 40 episodes trying to kill you when did you not get that idea my friend like what I mean, listen, we talked earlier about everybody failing roles, right? But nobody brought up the fact that I couldn't climb that rope that time. So that was nice of all of you. <laughs> but now you brought it up. So yeah. now I need to know why you didn't climb yeah. that rope. <laughs> That's not even the most famous role on our show. And we don't talk about that one in front of guests. <laughs> not the rope climbing one. Oh, the uh, junk roll? Yeah, the junk roll. There's a junk roll. Well, we've we've opened it up, so we have to. Oh. Let's... Who's going to oh, feel was... that one? It's not going to be me. I have to talk to. Um, towards, so. I mean, I think Harlan enjoys shaming me the most. So we can talk. He can talk about well, the rope no, So yeah, no, I was so. Oh, I was they, about the junk they, roll. Oh, okay, all right, all right. So, <laughs> so we had a character uh, who was at a sitting at a springs, and he got approached by some police officers, and he got up out the water, and he was naked. And uh, the DM asked him to roll for size, right? No, 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 no. Roll for girth. But I roll thought, for I thought girth. size. No, no, no. no girth, girth is funnier. Girth is funnier. When he rolled a two, now he rolled a three on that, and he's like, "You didn't let me roll for length," so he doubled down on it and then rolled a two. So that was. Um, <laughs> That was one of the that was like moments. that was like our what like sixth episode or something like yeah, that. It was really the thesis <laughs> statement for our our podcast. Oh, it was at that it's moment we knew what we were doing. The <laughs> all the pieces came together yeah. right. <laughs> it was in a lot of weird ways too. Uh, the, uh, the, the tell the rope story. They, basically, they were trying to sneak into a city um, and came up with four very constructive plans, all of which they abandoned before even even really attempting. For and no We'll just grab, throw a grappling hook up and climb up the rope. And everybody <laughs> passed with flying colors except Fate, our wizard, who could not pass a DC 10 climb check. No, three times? Three times? They made me try three, maybe four. Yeah, yeah you were, you were climbing that rope. No, 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 because I, I did pass once, but it only got me so far up the you rope. Fell. And that's you how didn't. I almost died. You no, failed. I thought I passed. And you had to roll for how far you got up. Yeah, well, because he was a, like, so it was a hundred foot climb, right? As, and I made oh. him roll a D10 to see how far up he got once he failed. And the first roll was like 60 feet. And they're like level three or four at this point. So that would be yeah, 66 yeah. Oh, falling yeah. damage right off the rip. Um, and then there was a spirited discussion as to whether or not they should cast Featherfall as he's. So imagine that slow moving falling scene <laughs> from any character forever. And somebody going, well, should we cast Father Fall? I don't know. It wasn't even like there was there was no reason to not save me. And it was a free spell cast. So they were just like, <laughs> they were just really not concerned with my well-being. I and I had to horrible learn. people. 
is the, is the story. <laughs> One time we made the weak guy not climb the rope well in gym class and laughed at him when he almost died. That's the, that's the story. We're, <laughs> that, we're all that's terrible basically people. the story. Um, okay. We so, have to DM for Aaron in our group. So yeah, <laughs> that that's, makes, that's one person. <laughs> chaos incarnate. There mm-hmm. we, that's exactly what we got. We have, we have our chaos agent on our show. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the infamous role for girth dragonborn himself, who is not here tonight uh, due to some computer issues. It sounds like you also have an agent of chaos on your show as well. Yes, what, we what's do. your favorite story from your agent of chaos? God. Sheep farm. Sheep farm. Sheep farm. <laughs> Sheep farm. So, so Aaron is Aaron is a resident chaos agent. Um, there isn't a character that hasn't stumped a DM on RT, <laughs> right, Vince? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, every every session, everybody gets a turn at stumping the DM. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Aaron plays uh, Agent Samuel in Delta Green, and he's uh, our resident priest. Um, but he's like. <laughs> The not a mess. Yeah. He's, he's a mess of a priest. Um, so we had to we had to go get um, some some wool for <laughs> for my character, for Zach's character. And while they were doing that, um, Samuel was a, was enjoying some revelry with the the farmer's daughter and um, outside <laughs> outside in public, just within within view of high shot <laughs> of us purchasing yarn. Like it wasn't far <laughs> in the background. Yeah, it was not even an attempted stealth check. It was just... Yeah. So, Zach, why not just have a couple of sheep around at this point? Because I think in a, in a high fatality game, they would there would be a real good canary in the coal mine situation in addition yeah. to providing the wool. Is it... Here's the thing. You're right. In, <laughs> in Delta Green, you have bonds. And when something particularly terrible happens to you, you can lessen the damage on yourself by weakening the bonds with, with your character. So I have a yarn plug that I, I bury bury my trauma in that's the expendable bond it is it is exactly like you said just having sheep around just in case something happens yeah. that's joel my yarn guy okay. yeah. i mean we only had to go there because we were out of town away from the plug so we had to find that's a, true. a temporary plug yeah. to kind of hold them over the plug was in california <laughs> where Warp lives, and we were in Michigan, so we had to find a temporary plug. (laughs) It came after, though, like, one of the most stressful points in our our team. Like, we had, like, a very terrible Mm. beginning of that episode. We all went to sleep. (laughs) The first thing on the agenda the next day was, we need to go to a farm (laughs) for some decompressing wool. (laughs) It took a long time to convince the team to do that. They they thought that my character was on some shit, like, they have to go to a farm. And they're like, what's at the farm? And I'm like, no, this <laughs> yeah, occasionally you'll have you, uh, the PCs just revolt completely against uh, the most harmless ideas. Yeah, and that is, oh, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I can only imagine in a game where it's even more high tension, like y'all play, that constant. I, I don't wanna. Uh, has got to be a, a, a big push and pull with the DM constantly. Not for us. At first. At first. What's the worst thing that we say every time before the worst happens? As we grab things <laughs> without question, like no hesitation. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I I wish I wish these guys were th- were were that enthusiastic about it because I I attacked them with the demonic Mister Rogers one time, and ever <laughs> since then 
it's been a little, everybody's going to kill us. And it really hasn't been that bad, but I, you guys w- would have a legit reason. You just- traumatized the heart and soul of the party. <laughs> <laughs> that man has a literal ghost following him now. He is haunted by the, by the woman that he accidentally killed when he kicked that door down. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and, but, and you're wearing his cardigan and Harlan almost got killed by a rug. So, um, you you effectively thing. skinned Mr. Rogers and is wearing. Or, or wearing <laughs> oh, I, I am wearing Mr. Down. Rogers' jacket, and I'm okay with this. He's really your neighbor now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really is. Um, cool, gang. Well, then I think um, I think we're going to start to wind this down unless the chat has any other questions or the panel. If you guys have any other questions for Mayday. You traumatized them, so they immediately started shooting at those fire babies without asking <laughs> questions. For that's true, Eldrin did shoot a toddler, um, so, but it was an explosive toddler. In his defense, it was oh, the right it call. Was an explosive. <laughs> it was the right decision. I really am more of a monster than I pretend to be on on this show. Um, <laughs> it's, it's my human suit. I put it on for streaming. Um, <laughs> But uh, uh, cool, crazy billionaire money. Uh, uh, QLHT2. Hey, QLHT2. You're not one of our right. Welcome. You're not one of our regular chatters. Um, wait, is that is that don't waste good yarn? Bad, don't waste bad. We have a knitting based Patreon supporter. It is Lila. Okay, cool. I just she. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. When I saw her yarn comments earlier, and for the record, you have probably gained one new fan with the yarn and knitting thing. Just oh, yeah. with Lila. She's she's changed her patron name several times just to support yarn related comments about Todd. Or to, or to try and screw up my terrible pronunciation, even worse in our Patreon uh support section. So uh hey Lila, thanks for joining us on Twitch. Um crazy billionaire money. What would you do with it? And we're gonna ask everybody this one, uh, because this is uh this is a fun question. Zach, crazy billionaire money, what do you do tomorrow? Ooh, uh other than obviously loans. Okay. Um <laughs> We're buying off. Oh, gosh, I don't know. We're going. Well, we can't go anywhere. We're not going. We're making a ball pit. The house is now a ball pit. I'm going to buy enough plastic balls to make my house a ball pit. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's going to be hard to follow that one up. But Eli, yeah. you're up. I mean, damn, I just I just need all this. The gear and the studio stuff that I need. So that's probably yeah. that. Buy my mom a house or something. I'm a pragmatic individual. <laughs> I'll give you some money to cover the ball pit. <laughs> it's covered. That's covered. Thanks. I'll take care, I'll take care of everybody. <laughs> Vince. Man, uh, buy, uh, buy, buy Caleb's Dream Theater. That will double as our streaming space. Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> Full yeah. theater, full production value. Like we're gonna make Critical Role look like chumps, and then <laughs> do do this until I die. Like that's hey. that's the dream. Jazz, what do you got? Um, I'm incredibly petty, as you all know. I'm going back to my old hometown, buying all of it because it's a very small place, and then kicking out everybody I didn't like from high school. Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, well, while the king, while the dressed king. as a black elf. More importantly, <laughs> I, yeah. this guy gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie. Besides would, cloning Tom Brady, that's off the table. Uh, damn it. <laughs> well, uh, now I, I would probably use it to fund like my dream game, like make a make a video game from scratch and just yeah. not have to work. Do it on my own time. Harland. Uh, Besides get a I, light that doesn't make you look like you're on a Barbara Walters special. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely thought about if I had crazy money like that, it would be 
a like a uh, build a house inside of a mountain like an evil Ooh. genius. I thought, like, I thought you were going like, to say build a house inside of a house. <laughs> its house is all the way down. Me too. Like mountains <laughs> with like secret tunnels, like basically Batman's house okay. is what I would build mm-hmm. with that secret kind of mind. like secret me. layers. Man, just push this button, Elaborate. doors open up. Yeah, it would be stupid. It would There's be dumb. Minotaur. <laughs> it would be dumb. <laughs> okay, so I just, I, I feel like I thought I heard somebody start to sing the secret tunnel song from Avatar yes. when he said yeah. it. Okay. All right. okay. It wasn't just me. Okay, all right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, that was literally, once you said secret tunnel, I, I didn't hear anything for three seconds. It's <laughs> zoned out, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gang. Well, uh, chat, last call for questions before we wrap up for night. Me? I'd do nothing. I'd straight up uh, office space that shit. I would do nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, shit would be water slide to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Way to go, Dreekin. Pure genius. A fortress <laughs> of solitude, if you will. Going Bruce Willis on them. Um, our Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Um uh no wayne maybe okay um just more about me traumatizing the party well cool mayday roleplay thank you so much for joining us again if people wanted to check out your show where could they find you on the interwebs and on the streaming world well you can you can find us everywhere you get your podcasts uh so yeah and as well as twitch uh you can check us out uh weekly uh we have like a bunch of bunch of different stuff going on right now um aaron uh plays the sheep farm which is where he gets to play awesome video games gets to chat and, and hang out um sergio's been doing some uh, awesome mini painting on tuesdays um and then friday saturday we either run one shots or our interim campaign uh, i believe next month we'll be starting our orbit of blues campaign which is uh, a lo-fi space western that i will be dming oh, with i am here for that holy yeah God. i love uh, lo-fi. lo-fi space western checks all the boxes that yeah or it's a really fun uh a thing we got a, a awesome a small cast of people as well as a, a really awesome guest um so look for that coming next month but yeah um you can follow us also on twitter um at mayday roleplay um that's where you can kind of hub out and you can find the rest of us kind of lurking <laughs> in the chat um and then yeah if you if you like what we're doing want to support us more then you can also find us uh, as well as on patreon so yeah well cool hey gang thanks for going i always wrap up a uh with a question for the cast that they're totally unprepared for so uh uh, cast, Damn if you it. were confronted uh, with Eldritch Horror right before Cthulhu claimed your existence and your soul and your sanity, what would be your movie action reply line? Jazz, you got to go first. Oh, Damn it. Um, um, yippee motherfucker. Okay. We'll, yes. We'll allow. That was also. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Who's next? Jamie. Uh, I ain't got, I ain't got time to bleed. That was, I was going to be one of them. <laughs> That was going to be one of mine, (laughs) but I changed it. Uh, Mine is, I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of (laughs) bubblegum. I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, I I would close off with, I didn't order the calamari. Okay, that'll do it, folks. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Mayday Roleplay. Hang out for just a couple of seconds after we end the stream, which we end just as brutally and abruptly as we start.